0: The show this is sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Ice Man, oh Jeff Trunfle, and as always, I bring you sports from a West Side point of view, right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home ice. of ice. the University of Cincinnati Bearcats. Sorry, get some stuff done there real quick. I had to send a different link to Tim, and he asked me to do that right before the show started, so i was in the mood of doing that. Anyway, what's up? Hey, like I'm Jeff, Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is always brought to you. By T-Properties. T-Properties. Quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property manager needs and your rental needs. And you know what? We got the best quarterback in the league. His name is Joe Burrow. If you want the Jackpot Joey stuff, go right there to jackpotjoey9.com. If you want any of the delicious award-winning beers from Brick. It's a Jack by Jewelry beer. It's award winning and delicious. It's at Brink Brewery. Portion of proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Foundation. So, what's up to everybody who's watching me live? We are on live on multiple things here. I'm live on ZTV.com, ZTV online. Now, do me a favor if you guys haven't checked out ZTV, make sure you do because we got a really cool giveaway coming at you soon. We're going to be giving away uh, a Bearcat uh, package with tickets. Uh, maybe a shirt, maybe a hat, a couple things. So make sure you guys are checking that out and checking out when I uh, tweet it out to make sure you subscribe. But we're live there, we're live on YouTube. I got 2,459 subscribers. We're on R- Facebook, live there. We're live on Rumble and we're live on Twitter X. So shout out to everybody watching. If you guys could to be a favor, please hit the thumbs up. Please subscribe. Please tell everybody about Sports Straw Rats. I would greatly appreciate it. What is up to everybody in the chat? Strangers in the first. Rude, what's going on? My boy, Joey Carr. Speaking of ZTV, there he is. And we got Lawrence in there. What is up? Go Cats, exactly. And Kevin, what is up, everybody? All right, like I said, we got the first Big 12 matchup for the University of Cincinnati. Of course, it's at 10 o'clock at night, at least on a Saturday night. So for people who don't know, I work nights at UPS. So during the week, it's hard for me to stay up at work Tuesday through Saturday. So, luckily, I work Saturday or Friday night into Saturday morning. So, I can take a nap and I can stay up and watch the game. But it'd be nice if the first Big 12 matchup would be, I don't know, around 7 o'clock since night time. But anyway, big matchup. I'm very curious to see how the Bearcats will do in their first Big 12 matchup. In the Big 12 in general, because, I mean, let's be honest, this is the best basketball conference in the country, I think. And it's going to get nothing but better next year when – all the other teams come in. So it's going to be a big test. I'm very – I hope it's – they don't do what the football team did, <laughs> which that's where I'm scared Scared because they literally haven't really played anybody. And the two teams that they actually played that were, were good, Xavier, which you know, I know, I hate to admit that. But <clears throat> anyway, they're kind of good. T- Tim Daniels I just made him happy. Um, but, yeah, we lost to them, and we lost to Dayton pretty handily both times. So that's where I'm worried going to the best conference of basketball of how we're going to handle this. How West Miller is going to handle us. We got the players. I think the talent is there. I don't think the scheme and all that stuff has come together yet. Anyway, let's get to my first guest of the day. He just jumped in. He was taking care of his very young child. He's Tim Daniels. He's from the riverfront. What is up, Tim? What's going on, man?
1: What's up, buddy? Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, no problem. I'm glad you got everything squared away.
1: Yeah, it took forever. But yeah, well, there.
0: I literally hit live and then I looked at my phone. And I'm like, you're like, can you email me, email me here? I'm like, Oh crap. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I'm trying to email it to you while, while I'm talking.
1: I've the been there. Show. I know how I'm it like, goes. Yeah.
0: So anyway. So let's get to one of your partners in crime. He's on the show a lot. Some people think he's like my co-host now or something because, well, I don't have a lot of friends and Joe doesn't have life. So he comes on my show a lot. Let's get to Joe Farsing.
2: Are Joe, you ins- what's up, brother? Are you insinuating that we're friends?
0: Uh, I've been known to insinuate that from time to time.
2: I mean, I've got two of my three friends in all the world here uh, on screen. So, I mean, that's – I feel popular.
0: I, I, I think he's talking talking about us, Tim. I think, I think he's talking about us. Tim. Well,
2: I, I consider right. you a friend, Tim, only because of lack, lack of alternatives. So, <laughs> that's how are we doing?
0: Good, man. Good, good, good. Uh, enjoying a Friday here. You guys uh, ready for the weekend? Got any, got any big plans or anything?
2: Nope. Bearing down for the white death coming tomorrow and get my uh, little girls basketball game tomorrow morning. So
0: the white death, it's going to be like in maybe an inch and then it's going to freaking melt. And I'm sure all the yeah. Uh, yeah. bread and milk and everything is already yeah. going off the shelves if you once your local uh, local grocery store here. Exactly. So, if anybody's wondering, uh, yeah, I started the show live or uh, live earlier today at four o'clock because today is my 27th anniversary. My wife has put up with me for 27 years, so I decided to do the show earlier so we can go out to eat. So that's what yeah. the show's here earlier. So, Tim, you are the you actually are the credential guy, I think for for the Riverfront That's for the uh for college basketball.
1: One of them, yeah, oh, um, okay. yeah. So I started when back with my old network. I got his credential. I used to cover. I've covered Xavier, Cincinnati, and Northern Kentucky for about seven, eight years.
0: So what's your thoughts on the Bearcats and going into their first Big 12 matchup? Because honestly, Tim, I'm a little nervous. Guys, we haven't played anybody. Like I said in the monologue, we haven't played anybody. The first two teams that we did play with Xavier, which, I mean, uh, dude, I don't know what the hell it is. Xavier could shoot the ball out their ass against UC and it goes in, it seems like. Besides that, (laughs) and UC can't hit the broad side of a bar when we play uh, Xavier. But anyway, besides that, uh, BYU is a, a pretty good three-point shooting team, and, and yeah, they're pretty great. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty good at that. And our defense is eh, kind of a hit or miss. What, what's your just uh, insight of how the Bearcats season has gone and maybe how this Big 12 season might go for the Bearcats?
1: I think, um, I think they're about what you should expect them to be at this point. So, you know, the two losses obviously, I know one of them really hurts a little bit more than the other. Um, and for obvious reasons, because you thought this was the year you could finally break the curse,
0: we uh, should have. Damn it, God! Sorry, I,
1: I was there. There was no chance you got to win that night. Not trust me. We that's the way we were shooting it. Oliveri time. took over. Oh, yeah, no, he
2: was just man. unbelievable. Yeah, um, and and he could have been a Bearcat. It was
0: the greatest game of his, of
2: his life. I don't he know. Took, he's he... been pretty awesome for like three weeks. <laughs> yeah,
0: since <laughs> yeah. <it was>, <laughs> then
1: we cured him. You're welcome.
2: Um, all right <laughs> oh <my, laughs> he he struggled yes or. Two yeah. days ago, and, and they still hung tight with Villanova, so that was impressive.
1: So they were pretty close to beating them, but this yeah. is a, this is a Cincinnati conversation. I won't yeah. get, I put that on am <laughs> sorry, oh, no, oh, no, I, I know you're gonna come on and talk shit. I know it's okay. No, I'm <laughs> not. Why do people think I do? Like the only way that I talk shit is if people talk shit to me.
2: So, so Tim is very Tim is very fair, having a lot of conversations. Xavier UC, he's very fair and, and he's very knowledgeable about UC. Con, you know, considering he doesn't cover them, he covers you know, yeah. No, team, I, so.
1: I had a great time on the Bearcats beat. I have a lot of friends over there still. I had a lot of fun. I love Fifth Third Arena. It's an awesome place to see a game. Um, so I have, I mean, my ill will is not towards you two, you two withstanding. Uh, <laughs> the fan base is what kind of drives me the craziest, but we'll get to that another day. Um, as far as what you think about where this team should be, um, they're, I feel like they're pretty good, honestly. I think wow. that if you look at what happened, the talent level certainly there. Um, I think they're still putting it all together. There's some decisions Wes makes that kind of really make me scratch my head as far as, like, rotation stuff. And this is a knock on him. I really like Wes. I do, too. Um, I, yeah, I, I, think, do. I think Wes is a really good coach. But so, like, you know, talk about Crosstown, there's, like, so many stretches where Jizzle <laughs> James is, like, their best player.
0: And then he sits him.
1: Yeah, and it's like, I don't have an issue with Day-Day Thomas, by any stretch no. doesn't matter. I, um, I just think that Jizzle's a bit of a better player, and that could just yeah. be kind of him kind of putting his stuff right. together. Um, As far as a game like this – when you got to play a team like BYU, I think what's really interesting about this BYU team—you mentioned how good they are as a three-point shooting team—and they certainly are. Right. They're older. They're they're they have six guys who score in double digits, and five of those guys are juniors and seniors. Mm-hmm. They just stretch the ball. They stretch the floor out. They're so dynamic. Mark Pope has really become a really really good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have so much respect for him, and I'm not a Kentucky fan saying that. So. um I have a ton of respect for what he's been able to do there. I think his the, what he's you know shown yeah. that he's going to have more opportunities to get the bigger jobs in the future with what he's doing at BYU. So this is a scary game. You know, realistically, I'm not uh, saying this as a bad anti-UC thing. Like this no, is a I, tough I, team to go on the uh, road and play. Uh, yeah. The spread came out. It's 11 point spread for BYU. Um, that's a pretty deep spread in a Division one college basketball game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, but I think that's, they're going to come out of this game better no matter what happens. I think that as they get ready for these, uh, these huge games coming up, this is kind of your first time dipping your feet in the water, right? This is kind of maybe not ideally the first team you play in that circumstance, but not 10
0: o'clock at
1: night. (laughs) Yeah. That's about 10 o'clock at night. But I think that um, you mentioned kind of their, defense been on and off the past couple of weeks since uh, basically since crosstown, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe since Howard, you can probably make the case. Howard was,
0: yeah, that was kind of up and down game too. Yeah.
1: Um, But, I think this UC team's good enough. I think that in the conference they're in, if they can string, you know, a couple couple wins together and make that RPI look solid, um, I think they have a shot to be a tournament team. I don't think I don't have any issue saying that and uh, all the people that think I hate UC Athletics so much, like no, I don't. <laughs> I was there. I was the one guy in all three media rooms in the area. Let's just go ahead and put that out there before I get this shit from these like barstool people, all right?
0: <laughs> uh, so, Joe, what were you are reading something uh, about the RPI or uh, something for the Big 12, what, what were we reading? for? It's
2: the uh, schedule of strength remaining. Um, out of the 332 Division 1 college basketball teams, the 14 strongest schedule of strength remaining are the 14 teams in the Big 12. So it's every team in the Big 12 and then, and then the else, other two hundred and eight, or the other three hundred eighteen schools follow behind them in terms of uh, a yeah, schedule of strength remaining. Now, granted, that's right. You know, things are going to change. Everyone, you know, I mean, a lot of teams, even as great as BYU's look, they play, and I think an even weaker schedule than the Bearcats have um, thus far. But I'm I'm not concerned about tomorrow night because I honestly I I, I think is gonna cover. Um UC still doesn't know their offensive identity. Um I don't think they're ever gonna be at full strength. Uh CJ Frederick's completely shut down right now with his hamstring injury. Bandago is struggling with a back injury. Um CMS Lucosius was playing Frogger and has struggled since he right. got clipped trying to cross the street. I wherever thought that, that
1: was. was like the most underrated transfer get in the country, I thought. Like when they got him, I was like, Oh shit, they're gonna be able to shoot
2: now. Yeah. yeah. He he's I mean when he's when he's playing well, he looks fantastic, and, and I think he's—he's—I he, think he's completely back from getting hit by the car. But um, again, you're—you're you're, you're playing with—I don't want to say spare parts because you have, by and large, your full roster. Nobody's out for the season, um, but you're not going to have that full roster that you thought you were going to have when everyone finally got cleared after Bandego got cleared and after Jamil Reynolds well, uh, finally kind of got cleared.
0: The season is—we've had guys. Coming in, then coming out, they're going in. We haven't been able to – and it's a new team anyway with all the new transfers and everything. So they haven't had enough games. And I think that's why Wes had this cupcake schedule at the beginning, thinking he'll have everybody give a chance to to gel and stuff. And that hasn't happened yet because of the injuries, guys not being eligible and all that stuff.
1: That was – I know a lot of people knocked them for the teams they played during that stretch. That was a boss way to put a schedule together. The farthest you travel for besides, you know, other than the Howard game is to Norwood. Like yeah. <laughs> that was, that was baller. Hey, I got to give props for a beat writer. I'm
0: pretty sure, pretty sure. They all, they all. Uh, uh, enjoy, oh yeah. It, oh yeah. It.
1: They were like Ryan Roberts, our guy that covers the Bearcats for us was very pleased. He did not have to do too much <laughs> traveling to cover the games this year. I bet
0: he was. I bet he was. Uh, we, we, did you have any more uh, you want to say there, Joe, or were you?
2: Um No, I mean, z- uh, just looking at, um, BYU strengths, I mean, they're the third rated, or, or the offensive rating, they're number one out of 362. Defensive rating, they're third out of 362.
1: Yeah, they're title
2: it, Yeah, I mean, they're number two in net ranking, but only behind Houston, who's in the Big 12 as well. I it, hate it's, Houston. It's, it's a meat grinder, man. Um, I know UC was listed as either first four out or next four out on uh, Leonardi's last... Um,
1: don't don't even bother looking at that. I had get early yeah. for that already. <laughs> Not yeah. even that. He's just never, like, if you look at, like, bracketology experts, he's always in the bottom tier as far as, like, the accuracy. <laughs> right, right. Um,
0: but he's on ESPN. I mean, come on. He, he you know, he's got to be, like, he's he smart and everybody else, right?
2: <laughs> he's the loudest voice, we'll say. Um, right,
1: right.
0: He,
2: he wrote a book. Yeah. Um, But I mean, he he still obviously knows his stuff, you know, regardless whether he's the most accurate or not. But um, I think you see an NIT team just because any time you look out on the court, there are four out of the five players didn't play a minute together last year. And, And again, with guys coming in and out of the lineup with injuries, nagging injuries and stuff like that, it's. It, it's going to be hard for them to try to get some sort of cohesion to try to figure out who they want to be. Um, when Frederick's healthy, they can be a perimeter-oriented team, but then they also have several bigs that, you know, sometimes they'll uh, try to just keep dumping it down to lock in or have, uh, having him in the high post, passing it down to Bandega or Reynolds. I don't know what they're good at. I am, I
1: am the number one advocate of high-low offense, just so we're clear.
2: I am too, but, if, you, know, if, if you, can't,
0: you, but you can't do it when you're two feet from the basket. That's what Lockheed kept doing a, a couple of times. He's shoot the damn ball. He can't it, and he's dumping off to, to Bendego. It's like, shoot it. That, that's I, I understand if you're at the top of the key or the free throw line, yes. But if you're here and the hoop is here and your other teammate is here, shoot the damn ball. I've, I've seen him do that way too many times. He, he, is, he is the most frustrating guy from getting He's so soft around the rim. It's like I, heard, I had Terry Nelson on here before, and he's been trying to get him to tell him to go there and dunked the ball, ripped the freaking rim off, off the backboard, you know, and, and
1: shout out Terry. That's my guy.
0: <laughs> hey, that's my dude. He, hey, he's the first guy who ever came on my show. So I, I always uh, appreciate my boy, Terry. Uh, but yeah, that that's one thing I, 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 I find irritating with Lockton is his lack of aggressiveness. And I mean, I think that's with a lot of big guys. Now uh, the, uh, the guy we just got from uh the temple transfer. Why can't I, uh, Jameel uh, Reynolds? Yeah, now he dunks everything.
2: He I, tries to he tries to reach from the foul line and like trying to throw it. Like it's dude, you're too far away, man.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't care. I like he's a little bit too aggressive. Needs somewhere in, in between between those two. Well, <laughs> what's your Tim? I'll go through. What's your thoughts on on Lockton and how he's developed? Because when he first came here, I thought he could be potentially maybe. We well, looked if we develop right, it could be an, a, an NBA guy overseas. I could be an overseas guy, obviously, but NBA guys maybe. But I don't think so now. But what's your thoughts on him? Uh,
1: I think he's a pro player. I don't think that beats the NBA. Um, that's right. such a hard thing you got to understand. Like when people, I've heard this before, and I'm not not dogging your your opinion. No, I, like I said, this is what I first saw it, three years ago or whatever. Do people like? There are 400 guys that play in the NBA across 30 teams. Mm-hmm. That is cracking that like capability to be that special is very very difficult. Uh, I mean, that's not a disrespect to him at all. I think he's a very skilled player. I think his improvement has been awesome. Um, Ryan, not to mention him again, but he had Joey Burton on uh, the LR Large Bearcats recently with us and had had Joey on who talked about training with Victor and getting him ready. And the three-point shooting stretching the floor has been so impressive. But I'm with you. Um, I thought this for years, and I think when it comes to that game, it's always like the guy that's playing on the other side is more physical than him. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. think that's kind of been, anything that's really cost him for a couple of years. You know, Jack Nunji obviously was the big one the last couple of years. Jack yeah. uh, Fremantle had a, has, has had his moments against him. Um, so I think that that's kind of been the thing with him. And I think he's a skill, skill gets. I think he's a guy who, you know, maybe not NBA, but has the upside to play in the G League. And yeah. that's not a bad, that's not a bad gig anymore. Oh. Um, and so, but, you know, I think he'll be on a summer league team, at least to get a shot to be looked at by NBA teams.
0: What's your uh, thoughts on Bendigo? Is he, is he, I mean, he's the first real shot blocker I've seen for the Bearcats in God knows how long. uh, Donald Little, maybe.
1: <laughs>
2: his, mean, his two years he was there. Yeah. Before, I mean, uh, honestly. Happens.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly.
2: The incidents, shall we say.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That could be a podcast in and of itself. <laughs> um,
2: stories <in> there. <laughs> stories.
1: I like him. I think that. His wing, his wingspan's really, really, really really, really impressive. And I saw that. So the first time I saw him in person this year was crossdown. Mm-hmm. So when I walked out on the floor and I saw him in the layup line, I went, Oh crap, he's huge. Xavier doesn't have anyone that can match with that guy. <laughs> and that's what I thought too. <laughs> for some reason, Abu Usman was like, Hold my beer. And, <laughs> um he's yeah, he's a stop blocking machine. You saw that last year. I watched the oh, yeah. game last year, obviously, yep. when they beat Cincinnati. Um, and you could see why west wanted him so bad mm-hmm. um certainly skilled i think his offensive thing was something i did not expect mm-hmm. he's yeah. pretty good offense yeah. Of yeah. yeah um but he's i think it's kind of the same thing um where when i talk about like these guys i don't know if UC necessarily has an nba player on their team but they have a lot of pros
0: joe what's your thoughts on 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 uh we are just talking about. Yeah, they was named Bandego, okay. lock, Lockin,
2: both of them. Yeah. Um, I they're both soft. I think if this were AAC, if they're playing the AAC, I, I, I think that they'd be impact players and would be able to kind of carry them through. Um, yeah, Lockin when he has to play in the post, which I wish they'd stop having him play in the post again. Keep him in the high post. Let him play around the perimeter. Let him shoot. I, he's not a great ball handler, but he can handle it well enough to you know to dump it down. Um, when he's around the basket, he gets absolutely pushed around. Bandago, it's <laughs> some games he looks like he's an absolute defensive presence. I mean, he looks like he's the Kemi Matumbo out there. Right. And other games, it looks like he's uh, God. I'm trying to think. Uh, Biggie McLean, uh, the Has oh, that? Hashim beat
1: Hashim beat <laughs> yeah, just a
2: <laughs> random tall string bean that's kind of just wandered around aimless. I mean, the pain is open far too often when he's on the. It, it's like he overcommits or loses track of uh, where he's supposed to be. But it's it, it it's some interesting. We'll we'll put it that way. I'm not going to say that I'm disappointed. Uh, because these are guys coming from. I mean, yeah, Benego's a second time transfer, but no, the, neither of the schools he transferred from were big time schools. I mean, Mac and what's uh, Utah Valley State? Are they whack?
0: I don't even. I never heard of them till last year, to be honest. Same, same. Yeah, same.
1: yeah I think.
2: They're... Um, and, and ended having to step up, and I mean, again, UC hasn't played a tough schedule yet. I mean, UC's uh, non-conference schedule outside of the local teams have been pretty soft. And if he's going to push around those against those guys, once he starts to bang against guys in the Big Twelve, he's I mean, he's got back issues right now that's kept him out. So, mm-hmm. what what how much availability is he even going to have? We'll see.
0: Exactly. All right, so we're about to go four wide here. Uh, we tweeted out we're, we're talking Bearcats today, and, and my boy Coach Cam's like, "Hey, I want to I want to talk uh, Bearcat basketball." So I was like, all right, I sent him a link and he jumped on here. So let's bring on Coach Cam. Cam, what's going on, brother?
3: Hey, how's it going, everybody?
0: Good, what's good, how good.
3: Doing? How we doing? We good, are good, just, good. just. Just to let you know, man, this ain't Xavier. This is Saint Xavier. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I'm making that clear right now. I, it's like, what, like you work for him or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> right now, coach, uh, coach basketball. There, we are having a good season so far. Six and two. So.
2: Awesome. I'm cool with that. My, my dad went to Sanex, so I'm, I'm cool. Well, of course, he went to Xavier, too, so I'm half and half. <laughs> got you, got you. So,
0: so, so you're, you're, you're a crossbreed, Joe, is what
2: you're trying to I, say. I'm, yeah. In, <laughs> crossbreed, breed. I'm just not inbred. That's all there is to it. <laughs>
0: That's from Kentucky. <laughs> anyway.
2: Watch that. Watch. Watch that
0: now. I just lost half of my viewership? I remember from Kentucky just dropped me. Anyway, my, my sister lives in Kentucky. I give her crap about it all the time. All right, Cam. So I'll, I'll bring it to you we're talking about here. we got uh you in the first Big 12 matchup against BYU. What's your thoughts on how the Bearcat season has gone and how confident are you of them going to uh, BYU and actually in their first Big 12 victory?
3: Uh, what the season's gone so far, man? as Far as what I've seen, I mean, they've been the teams they're supposed to be, um, uh, which is which is always a good thing because there are several teams that drop by games and you, you kind of scratch your head at those. So I, I don't, especially with the way portal set up and everything, I feel like every team has a few good players now. So right, um, so I am happy that we won the games we were supposed to win. Uh, just a little bit disappointing that we didn't. Either get Xavier or Dayton because I think that would have really helped. helped yeah. Just going into the conference play far as statistically, far as where you're at, far as like on the bubble or that type of thing. Right. Um. Now going into the Big Twelve, I mean, in the Big Twelve play, I mean, there's a little concern because you know a lot of these guys, well, that that have played, you know, for UC. I, I don't know how many of them played in front of twenty thousand people uh, <laughs> on the road. Right. Uh, right. right yeah cuz it is levels to these big 12 road games so um i'm just anxious to see how they handle how they handle it you know are they going to come out um, prepared and ready are they going to come out a little you know i'm not going to say scared but a little bit you know tight um, you know it's going to be interesting to see i just know that they can't get off to the starts that they have these last couple games uh, because if so BYU shoots the ball very well they're very efficient offensively and you can catch yourself down uh, a, a nice amount of points very quickly if you start off slow like they have been. So what I, I want to see coming uh, into this game is quick start and a quick start don't necessarily mean they have to be up ten to four, but you know, maybe after the first time out, first you know 16 minute whistle, the score is eight to eight. The score is ten to eight, you know somewhere where they feel some confidence like, okay, we're in this game. Right. All right, let's settle down, let's play ball. So I'm anxious to see, the honestly, the first four minutes of the game coming out of the Big 12, uh, in Big 12 play when they're in BYU.
0: That's a good point that you made. I, I like that. It's, it's see how they come out, see if, the, if they look ready. And that's one thing, and like I guess I, I said this on the show earlier, that I, I like West Miller. I, I do think he's a good coach. <clears throat> but it seems like, and I, I'll run this around for, with, with everybody. You can give me your page, this too. But Wes, I, I, I don't know a big game that Wes Miller has won for the Bearcats. You know, I mean, there hasn't been a lot. I mean, he hasn't beaten Xavier yet. You know, there have been other other big games. We lost to Houston multiple times. I mean, it just seems like – I don't know if it's a – I'm not saying it's a coaching thing. It might be talent, it, it just, you know, because there was a big dumpster fire he got handed when he got here. But I haven't seen that marquee win for Wes Miller yet. I mean, is it is it a thing that uh, – it, it's just circumstance or, or like Cam said, are, do the, sometimes it just seems like the Bearcats just aren't ready. And it could be talent wise. It could not be. I don't, I'll go go run a i start with you, Tim. What do you think?
1: I mean, the Illinois game was really nice this first year. Um, you're yeah. just kind of hoping you can kind of build off that. The next, mm-hmm. you know, the next night they have Arkansas on the mm-hmm. ropes um, and played them really well. But you have been looking for that big feel good win, and I get that. Um, I just, you know, it's going to be really hard to get in this situation, especially the next couple of weeks when you have BYU, Texas, Texas, and Baylor lined up back to back to back. But right. Mm-hmm as far as you know you mentioned Wes and I talked about this before they're two and 16 in quad one games since he's taken over mm-hmm. that's that's not kind ideal. of deal yeah, that's, yeah. I,
0: I, that's kind of my point there I, that's
1: um i do think as he gets more talent in obviously that's going to change a little bit more you look at they had a really good recruiting class last year you got to feel really good about the recruiting class they have coming in next year i think McKinley's incredible i think that kid has nba upside i really do yeah um I think he has, you know, he has all the all the talent in the world. I think that's gonna be take things a little easier for them. But I think too, the one thing that's really underrated about him is the Chad dollars of the, of his staff keeping those guys around too. They're gonna help them a lot right, as they right. keep this going. But yeah, I think it's just you mentioned obviously the the Brandon Fiesco is really tough to kind of dig yourself out of a hole. Um, Wes is kind of, but Wes is pretty intense. Wes is a guy that wants to win. He's ultra competitive. He's won national championships as a player. Well been a part of teams that have won national championships as a player, I should say. Um, So I do think he's going to do everything he can to win these games. I don't know if it's a coaching thing. Exactly. I just think it's. It might be more just talent.
0: I mean,
1: uh, let's be be realistic. This isn't 1992. Like this isn't, you know, they're the number two, one, two, three, four team in the country anymore. Right. And it's trying to bring them back to that level, especially going to the conference they're in now.
0: Yeah, and like I said, this is not Wes Miller hate. I I really like Wes Miller. I think he is a good coach. I'm just – this is the, the realistic concerns about that I have. Go ahead, Joey. What's your thoughts?
2: I mean, I pretty much have to agree with you. I mean, again, they're 2-16 in quad one games. And I I don't know how to compare this to when they jumped up to the Big East when they were in Conference USA. Well,
0: that was another dumpster fire that they had to. Every time we've come from – a, a, a lower-level conference went up to a big one. We've had a dumpster fire. Like it, They fired uh, a Huggins and Nancy Ziffer and all that crap happened. So we it took us forever to start being good at the Big East. Sorry, go. Yeah, so so I don't know
2: how to – I don't really know how to compare right. it to drives. I think I, I like Wes Miller as a coach better than um, uh, Mick Cronin. Um, But that's also because I like offense. And watching Mick Cronin coach the offensive teams, like watching paint dry, just the slowest, worst <laughs> – Dude speed wins. The ball wins. Yeah, yeah, oh, he, he dude wins, wins, but it, it is, is, is not well. Not he this year, but and, and he, he couldn't win uh couldn't win big games. I mean, he ended up turning into Bob Huggins, losing the second round every game. I mean, it's, uh, on, was it yep. the same day? UC was a one seed and it's a huge. Xavier. Uh, Xavier was a one.
1: Yep. That's what was. Yeah, and they yeah. both lost
2: on this like both, both like wow man what a that was fantastic the, the for na- the city.
1: The oh. Nashville massacre. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Um so I. I understand people getting antsy with Wes Miller. He's doing a great job recruiting. It's hard. I, I don't. Tim, what do you think? I, Cam, I'll ask you too. Do you guys think it's easier or harder to recruit now with NIL and with the transfer portal being so easy to move around?
1: It's much easier if your team's had success. Okay. And I think that's kind of where they're running into. So haven't been in the tournament since the year they lost in the first round, uh, after the year after the National Massacre. <laughs> um that that's hard. I mean, that's just kind of what college basketball is. So yeah, NIL's there, this is there, this is there. More more availability to programs, but also those programs who are reaping the benefits of that are the teams that you guys are lined up to play for the next month and a half. Yeah. So that's kind of the team. That's what you're that's the competition you're going against for those kids. Uh you look at Flori Badonga. I mean, everyone thought he was a surefire bear cat for months. And then all of a sudden he wasn't even in their final 4 Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of that's what UC's is dealing with. If it's just winning cures all is the biggest answer there. Good, Cam. What you got?
3: No, uh, I, I agree. As far as the recruiting and the NIL goes, especially in the portal, because guys are older and they want to go to a place to where they feel like they can win right away. Um, and and I, I will say it's easy to recruit, but also we have to just keep in mind. Like I, I was warning people about this when it, you know, when basically all hell broke loose with recruiting is that the rich is going to get richer. Right. Right. Like, you know, they have the money to pay these guys. You know, some of these guys come on campus and say, well, Alabama's offering me 150 K you got 200. Like yeah. That's how the conversation is started. It's not play style. It's not what you did last year. It's about, okay, how much money you have for me? Well, you didn't match so-and-so. So I'm going to the next school. So um, that's what kind of makes it difficult. But far as West, like I'm a West Miller's fan. Like anybody know me, know I can be like very skeptical on coaches, but I I really like West Miller. I like what he's doing. Uh, My thing is I want, and I think will help us win some of these games. And what stuck out to me was last year against Houston, we were up like 17 or 19 points at one point at Houston. Yeah, Yeah. and we let them make a huge run, cut it within 10 Uh before we called a timeout. Like, and that was very concerning to me because I'm like, you're on the road. As soon as Houston cut that thing to about 13, I'm calling the timeout immediately. I'm getting the, getting the troops together because it seems like when UC is up in these games and they let these teams come back, it's like sometimes I would do wish Wes had a little bit of mick in where he slows the game down and you kind of milk a possession and you get a good look because it seems like as we – as the other team starts to catch up, we move even faster, yeah. and it and that sometimes that doesn't equate to success, um, you know, over over a course of a game. But um, with better talent, you'll be able to see maybe you know those runs be held off a little bit better. Um, but uh, it, it would be remain to be seen. It's just. You know, when you're going, you have no, you don't have much room for error in these games when you come up in the big 12, because these teams will make you pay for every mistake. Um, so it's just going to be interesting, but I, I do believe in West Miller. Um, I think before a lot of that was talent. You just didn't have it. Mm-hmm. You just didn't have the bodies to, to, to trust to put in the game and or to leave them out there for a long period of time. I think we do have nine, eight, eight solid nine guys that you can try it out there. So, Hopefully, you know this year we can get some quad one wins because the whole schedule the whole conference late. <laughs> Got all chances. One, so if you yeah. don't get any of these, yeah, that means you had a horrible conference yeah, year. So right. let's hope we can get a couple.
0: Exactly. Now, one thing you
3: said too about about
0: uh, West slows it down. One thing that'll help, like it's maybe it gets better by the end of the year, but the experience uh experienced uh, uh, point guard. You know, Joseph yeah. James yeah. freshman, Day Day uh, Thomas first year. Oh, I mean, he's a. Uh, college junior transfer, right? D2
1: right D- transfer, yeah. I
0: mean, yeah. First year in, you know, big Division one college basketball. So both those – and the, to me, those guys are, are the key, honestly, of how they develop and get uh, control of the offense because one or both of them is going to be on the on the court uh, at most times during, during the season. So that is, I think, a big key is how quickly they can get control of it and, and get players in the right position. Does that make sense to, to you guys? It does,
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: so that, that's one thing that's, you, you
1: probably don't want to have them on the court together at the same time
0: you don't like that i mean i i i think that would be i don't know especially if they're small dudes man I, know, but the, the thing is, I, I like the full court press and there's they're fast quick i mean that's i don't know that i wouldn't say it the whole time but it, a couple of times like, again i know Wes has started to do it but I, I don't know if Wes actually likes it or not they're, they're
2: still trying to figure out like what the best rotation is and, and some of the rotations are really curious and i think it's more of him just rolling shit against the wall and seeing what's right. sticking right now. And that's right. yep. hopefully, well, I don't say hopefully. I mean, it, again, you're not, they're still not playing with the full deck again because I'm, 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 Bandago's going to be in and out for a while with his back and Frederick's, who knows when Frederick's going to be able to come back. Right. So that makes it even harder. Cause I mean, that, that's your gunner right there. I mean, Frederick is such a good three-point shooter. And with him unavailable, that limits you and limits the, you know what what you're wanting to be able to do because CMOS has been kind of... Hit or miss, and I, more than the, more aggression than anything else. Um He's some games he's really aggressive trying to find his shot, and other games it, you you kind of forget he's in there. That's
1: true. That's true. They need a uh, shot creator, man. That's that's like the biggest. Yeah, thing
0: well, to that's, that's, that's I mean, I, I think it's Jizzle and Day. Those those are the two that can do it. I, who who else do they do they have that can do it consistently? You think. Oh, consistent. What I've seen
1: is Jizzle. Is honestly, yeah, anyway, that dude's I'm, awesome. He's so yeah. fun to watch play. From uh, yeah, someone who's on the other side of the rivalry. He's a very yeah. fun part of watch play.
2: He played yeah. like his dad played football. Just absolutely. Yeah. Just putting his head down and just, I mean, I, I, the last guy that that absolutely just gets downhill that fast, getting to the rim. I, I don't know who who the last guy you see had like that.
0: Yeah, let's get uh, some comments here. Chris has a question. he uh, says, <laughs> this isn't related, but kind of. Is there a big divide between Bearcat fans and Xavier fans? I am going to get stabbed for asking this question. <laughs> Um, go ahead, Tim. You want
1: to answer that? I've been on both sides of this, covering both teams. Yes, and it's the whole one of the big reasons I don't keep Twitter on my phone anymore. Besides the Joey Votto anger debate after he did not get picked as option picked up. Um, like I said, so I've I covered both schools for for years. Um, love love both fan bases as far as like the passion, but oh boy, do I hate that rivalry every time. And it's the same conversation over, over, and over and over again. <laughs> little sister hey, seems I, to win a lot,
3: don't they? Yeah,
2: little sister has owned our ass for the past yeah. 20 years.
3: Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately yeah.
2: <laughs> so we'll kick your ass at
3: football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> congrats. <laughs> congrats.
2: Up 11 problem. on zero, way to go. <laughs> um, you have the ghost of Danny Abramowitz, come on,
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, I just, it's super annoying, and I get it, you know, but. The whole like back and forth. The argument at this point, it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Yes, Xavier's in the suburbs of Northwood. The post office of Cincinnati in that area. All right, let's <laughs> go ahead and knock that out of the way. Yes, Xavier's not been to a Final Four. I get it. It's to say it's not been to one this century. All right, we move on. Same thing over and over and over again. We have the same fight over and over yep. and over again. Until someone comes up with something crafty and creative in this whole thing, I don't care anymore.
2: Let, let me ask you this. To me, it was more. I don't know. I, I don't want to say it was less vitriol because I mean we, we know how much uh, Bob Huggins loved um, uh, Pete Gillen, but I think it's gotten worse and by tenfold since uh, uh, since the brawl. What what, yeah. what do you? I mean, if I stopped talking to like I'm, people that I just tangentially knew on social media. When that happened, like I just blocked them and it, just just because then it, it got tiresome. Like I, I, you're not like I'm not going to change your opinion. You're not going to change my opinion, right? Both, both, both schools, both you know, players on both sides, everybody was to blame, and all everyone on both sides were saying was, "Oh, it's you know the, the shits on this guy or these guys acting like assholes," and. I was a fan of Xavier until that point. Like, I, I when I went to UC, I'd wear my Xavier hat around campus. And, and at that point, just because of it, I, I just stopped. Like, I, I turned up being a Xavier fan just because I got tired of the argument.
0: And this is one thing. For me, I mean, Xavier fans not
2: play time. anyone. Like, They're huh? in the second best basketball conference. So UConn
1: just best. won the national championship who they play uh, on Wednesday. <laughs>
0: I'll uh, with this. He, yeah, he,
2: how many he, titles has Villanova won and they just played them? Right. The <laughs> yeah, like.
0: But but I put I think the end of there he said it's always their Super Bowl. I mean Xavier is always it's the biggest game for them and, and I, that's that's why isn't it
2: but why isn't it for the Bearcats?
1: I, I don't know people in that UC program that stopped yeah. me and were like, they can't get up for this game.
0: Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, it's, and that's the thing. I'm like, I, I like it's the biggest game for Xavier. It's the biggest game for their players. Yada yada yada. But is and, it though? I mean, think about it. They
1: play like it. I mean, so
2: it's with more not, urgency. But I don't know, like, yeah. but, but like, that's, that's through multiple coaches. So I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah. we're just talking about it. UConn won a national title. Villanova yeah. won twice in the last fifteen and, years. And what's yeah. new who they
0: played?
1: I just listed them. I mean, Creighton's pretty damn good, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're a top Mar- 25 team as well. So,
2: Mark Marquette's okay.
1: I'm sorry that we didn't have the del- luck of playing Eastern Carolina in Tulane every year. Okay. Like, oh my goodness. Tulsa. Tulsa. Yeah. Tulsa.
2: The, the the Hurricanes, for some reason, a school named in the middle of Oklahoma is called Hurricane. I, I, I just thought that was
3: hilarious.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, Kate. What, what, what's your thoughts on the Xavier? Uh...
3: A divide between you. I mean, I it's to the point where I, I don't get into the back and forth with UCZ. I'm a UC fan, obviously. You talk to a Xavier fan, you're not going to change their, you're not going to change their mind about anything. They're not going to change my mind about anything. Uh, so it's to the point where it's just like, like, like Tim said, man. It's like, okay, we got Final Fours. Okay, you don't, and it, it's the same thing. Or hang your NIT banners. It's just. Right, it's, it's yeah. just repetitive, you know, and, and so I, I don't really engage in it. But uh, it's still intense, man. It's still intense, and I wish it's uh, somehow, see UC, UC can get up for these these games, because nice. you know, it just seems like Xavier just wants it a bit more, and I, I can I can really say that UC had the better team this year. I said that from start. I said they had the better team for the first time in probably about six or seven years, and. Still didn't come. It seemed like, you know, every loose ball Xavier wanted, you know, um, just seemed like they came out with a little bit more fights. So, I mean, somehow, some way, we got to get up for it. But I don't get it back and forth to, with that because it's just – it's a mess. Now, it's one the thing same I,
0: thing over and over again.
3: It's yeah. exhausting.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. One, thing, one thing I will say, though, that as far as uh, Bearcats getting up for a game, Mick Cronin could have cared less about this game. He was one that I heard wanted to get rid of the damn game. So Wes Miller, I think actually he, he's called it the the best rivalry in college basketball. He yeah. says better. this is from from a guy who played in Duke North Carolina. You know he you know, he could be saying – war uniform a coach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He wore the uniform. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was at the damn games. Anyway, whatever. He, he he's saying this this is better than that rivalry. So West is very intense. West wants to win this. So I don't think the the it's a lack of intensity from him. I just don't know that the players have got it yet, which is kind of hard sometimes. If, because it's not like back in the in the nineties, like dude, it was on ESPN. It was a focal point, you know. Now it's kind of shoved at the beginning of the season. And, don't
1: and don't say what you're going to say here, Jeff. Don't go there.
0: You don't get as much publicity as it used to.
1: Don't say the whole. We don't every year. There's the has not lost its luster thing. Believe me, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no I'm not, in that arena no, no, every no, year. No, I'm not
0: saying that. It has not I'm lost saying, its luster. No, no, no. I'm saying for a national perspective. I, I my point my point is for national perspective for like kids that are coming in from the outside
2: because you know? the, because the schools have. I mean Xavier's in a little bit of a down cycle, and UC's been in a down cycle for the past five you know past five or six years. But when if both schools are top twenty, top fifteen schools, like frankly they should be. There's no reason those shoes those schools. Oh should Not be top 25 schools, each one of us, you know, each season. Um, it, it'll be big national uh coverage again,
1: yeah. Look at Handshake Gate that game was like not to the level of the brawl, but it was still pretty damn popular because both yeah. teams were like we said, they ended up being one and two seeds, yeah. yeah. They'll, ne- they'll
0: never do this. Was it in these? Nah. It, used, it used to be, pl- I mean, it used to be played in February, it was like right in the middle of. of Conference play but they won't do that anymore because of conference play I mean, it's it was it's too hard yeah Huggins those
1: games are like, like the Kentucky Kansas games yeah was,
0: it, it, if yeah. Like, yeah if you see Xavier, same, well if you see Xavier were in the same division or same conference oh God, we
1: don't need that twice
2: a year no <laughs> Man, we Jesus. Not, yeah then <laughs> he would it. burn
0: right exactly exactly so but one thing I I me and uh, Joe are talking about this off air and this is about less of his recruiting I love it he's shooting a shot at, at trying to get the uh, the Agreed. number one player uh, in, in the conference or in the country for next year, I don't know if he's going to get it. I'll, I'll be surprised if he does, but that's the thing I do like ab- about what Wes has done is he's not afraid to take these shots. Uh, when Nick was here, Mick's just, uh, oh, I can't get these guys, we'll play it here. You know, what, what Nick would say, at least Wes is trying to get him, and who knows, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, but uh, that's the part that I like. I mean, what, Tim, what are you hearing about? Any the shot of UC getting the I gave I don't know the guy's name, the number one recruit for next year.
1: I don't have that much intel on it by any means. Um right. but yeah, you gotta be impressed that they sent the offer. I mean that's that's the hey. whole point of point of it. Get the best talent you possibly can. Um no Ed, they do not because
0: Skyline's the best baby.
1: Joe Singh also loves Gold Star and he's well, a UC guy. So and, uh, although I
2: do have a uh, Skyline hey. Bengals Cup he right also, here.
1: Also, Joe also doesn't like the roses,
0: so I mean that's we, that's why we don't let him, let him in the West Side. You
2: know. <laughs> that's <laughs> because I
1: like real Italian man. <laughs> he's he's a wild Mike's guy though, so we can let it slide.
0: Oh, Okay, all right, well, yeah. all right. you just you just saved yourself there, Joe. Yeah, Tim just saved you. Thank God. May I let you let you back over here again? <laughs> saved um... by
2: the saved by the guy from the Bluegrass State, man. That's,
1: <laughs>
2: that's dark day. Third day for the Seasider.
1: As far as chances, I mean, he's going to get an offer from everybody. Yeah, so right. It's what can they pitch to him that he's not going to get pitched from somebody else. Right. It's I, kind of the downfall.
0: That's what I, that's what I don't know. That, that's going to be the downfall for UC in general as far as recruiting football, basketball, is what can we offer that Texas, Oklahoma, you know, Arizona, North Carolina, these, these bigger schools, shooters can offer. That we can they, and I mean you know, Texas.
1: Hey man, you go twenty eight and five one year. Well, those, yeah. offers, those offers look a little better.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, if that happens. But I'm not talking about Texas is giving their, their offensive linemen brand new F one fifty trucks.
1: I mean, I don't know if you see can do things it's are gonna... different down there. Things are different down there.
2: <laughs> high school kids are getting being given F-150 trucks. They have hundred million dollar high school football stadiums. Like that's a, that's a state with their priorities perfectly aligned with where they need to be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ed, how dare you? Rose's is not overrated. God.
2: It's cardboard crust with sugary sweet sauce, man.
0: And it's delicious. Shut up. <laughs> Give me
2: Dewey's eight days a week.
0: Oh, God. Whatever. Oh, my goodness. All right. So. <laughs> pizza <up> for, Wars. <laughs> pizza Wars. Been for 45 minutes. You guys are watching Sports Strawberry Ice. Um, Check it out. Live streaming on ZTV, Cincinnati, ZTV Online, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Rumble, and Twitter. Uh, if you guys do me a favor, hit the likes, hit the shares, tell your friends about sports strawberries. We're talking Bearcats. We could t- roll into some Reds conversation because I've kind of, we got baseball coming up here. I'm going to have uh, some more. Uh, uh, Ashcraft's going to come on again. I got uh, the Bengals, the uh, Bengals, Reds third base coach, uh, J.D. House is going to come on. Hopefully Tommy Thrall. But where are you guys at on this Reds season? Like who do you think will be the uh, breakout player? We had so many last year. I guess who would be the one that's going to be, the most consistent of, of the of the stars that came last year, or or even better, however however you want to put it, Tim, what do you got?
1: If only I did a show on this last night. <laughs> oh, it did. Oh, oh, okay, great. There you go. <laughs> um, I know it's you know, hey, great I like mind stick a light, Tim. It's not necessarily breakout because of how good he was last year, but to me, it's still Matt McLean. I think he is yeah. the best of the group. I think he not has he the bats. highest. He has the highest floor of the group, where LEDA definitely has the highest ceiling. Um, the talent level, the consistency. Like what was a, what was a Matt McLean slump last year of three games? He went over 10 and had a walk, Yeah, you know, like, so you can live with that during a 162 game season. Um, I just think that his talent level, I think it sounds like he's recovered from his little injury at the end of the year last year. Um, and they're pretty excited about what they have with him. I think he's just kind of, I think he has the possibility to be a multi-time all-star and he's a good enough defender to be a gold glove winner. Um, and this just gotta come together. Could he be like the regression guy because how good he was last year? Probably, but I feel like he's the safest bet of everybody.
0: So what what show did you do last night? So once you guys get done watching this, you can go listen to, to, to Tim's show.
1: Oh, just hung out at the Riverfront Red Show with Nate Dotson. He's uh there. You go. He's like Joe. They don't have any hair, but they can be.
0: Hey, another guy who's been up, been on my show. Well, I mean, Nate's only been on once. He, he finally was able to come on. But uh yeah, so. I guess you're gonna re, re- uh hopefully I don't have the same thing. Anyway, we'll just keep going here. Go ahead. Joe, what, what, what do you think your breakout player for the Reds this year?
2: Um I mean McClain's a good one. He was almost on the 30-30 pace for the in you know, his eighty nine games that he played last year. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Marte. He only I mean he's still rookie eligible yep. Ended the year on a sixteen game hitting streak. He's he he just hits line drives everywhere. And the one thing he said, like the first thing he said, he wanted to work on, which is launch angle, which if he can fix that with as hard as he hits the ball, his exit velocities and his 90 percentile exit velocities. If he can actually hit the ball in the air, he's a 30, 40 home run guy. He's I I just think he's I've been saying it for a long time. Tim's probably tired of hearing me say this. I swear to God, I th- I think he's Manny Machado with his defensive ability. He's got an absolute cannon. He's got the ability to be a, a Gold Glove que- uh, caliber uh, third baseman, and I think he's that has the ability to be that good of a hitter. He's quite well, a
1: gift uh, coming from like the third baseman they've had for the last twelve years, the Todd Frazier. Who so I love Todd Frazier, but was not a good defensive player. Defense, right, right. and then the Suarez's. and the it's a yeah, it's a nice difference.
0: Yeah, uh, the, funny, the funny thing is when we uh, signed John uh, Candelaria. I heard some people out there going, "Well, maybe they'll they'll tra- trade uh Marte, or maybe they'll move him." I'm like, "They better not move him off third base. He's like I said, I've said this before too. He's a Gold Glove third baseman. I mean, he's going to win. I, I he Put your money down. He's going to be the 2024 uh, Rookie of the Year. So yeah, I, I, I with with uh, Joe on this. Uh, to me, he's the guy that's going to be even better because he was on a leadoff. It was a 15 game hitting streak at the end of the 16. year. 16, 15 game hitting streak. So, and that, that still rolls over. So, Cam, who do you got for your breakout for the Cincinnati
3: Reds this year? Uh Marte was a good one, that's what I was thinking about. But I'm gonna go someone that's been here for a while. I think Hunter Green. I think it's the Love year five it, yeah. Yeah. Love it. together. And, we need I, him to be. I, and I, I just think like sometimes we pick apart his starts, and sometimes he does have bad starts, don't get me wrong, but there was the stretch there where he put together some very good starts on his way back. I mean, coming back from injury, um, where you're seeing him pitch, you know six, seven-plus innings, 12Ks, that type of thing. Um, and if he could just put it all together and stay away from the the blow-up inning where, you know, maybe he has two outs and then a walk here, or error there, and then all of a sudden a bomb happens. And that's what normally happens to Hunter Green. It's like one maybe bad call or pitch clock violation, and all of a sudden it's a bomb here and a bomb there. If he can – Hone in that mental aspect of, you know, shaking off that last batter and moving on forward. I think you can have an ace quality pitcher. I still have high hopes for Hunter Green. I think this is the year he puts it all together. I think yeah, if
2: he can stay healthy and and if he can, uh, uh, throw the bump 30 games this year, I think he's absolutely going to take, uh, take a step a- along the top, you know, quartile, you know, top quartile percent, whatever the hell, like one of the, uh, better pitchers in the National League, if he can stay healthy. That's you know, I think that's the only thing that's yeah. kept his consistency down is he just hasn't consistently been able to be on the mound for you know various injuries, and that's that's been the problem of all the Reds' young pitchers for that matter.
1: Yeah, and I, think- I love Camp's point about, um, you know, he is a guy that, you know, the second baseman misses a ball, goes between his legs, it rolls into center field. He lets that get to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of what leads to these, like, four, five, six innings, six run outs and outings um so i think that's a great thing to point out that no one really talks about They're just like oh yeah he just gives up homers all the time it's like well you know what was the situation so right. once he does hone that in and like joe said like you know if he's in if he's an in inning eater i made the joke last night FanDuel every star he's probably got his over under is probably seven and a half strikeouts so.
0: <laughs> yeah. that that, that would be a bad bet that th- th- for me i'll put this way all right key to me the key to the season is the same key to last year well um, my key in the last year's season was this team was going to go how our top three stars at the time, which was Hunter Green, Lodolo, and Ashcraft. I said, Those three, how, how those three go is how the season's going to go, which they got injured this year. We have four of them. If they can stay healthy, and with the young guys we got, if they stay healthy, uh, uh Green, Ashcraft, Lodola, and Abbott, if those guys stay healthy and get 100, 150 innings, at 200 innings, is nobody's doing that anymore. I think they even, even, uh, the Reds' pitch coach on the Reds' uh, stove League said that the other night that that's probably not going to happen. This will be few and far between. You're going to see a, a starter make 200 innings now, but well, these guys can get up to close to 100, to 150 innings and be consistent on this. This that could be that's what the Reds need. And and, and Joe, you and me talked about this. Uh, that Tim said, you know, you don't want a, a Tim Daniel. That t- sorry, Tim. Um, um Who's the other Tim on your guys? Uh, anyway, I can't think. Of what's we saying. have another Tim. Um, Nate, jeez, I get it. Nate, right. okay, I'm like, <laughs> all right, Nate. It's like news to me. No, Nate, uh so you have a right.
2: doppelganger. Like it's it's a uh, Jeff Carr who's taking your name.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a watch. bitch. It's <laughs> um, but Nate was saying, you know, ho- the, uh, that hopes aren't something that you you put a season on. Oh, what? that's uh,
2: that, that, that's Chadline is uh um hope um. No, crap! No, I'm totally spacing on it.
1: Yes, that's what I was doing. It's not a strategy, something like hope was, yeah, was not a strategy. Hope was not strategy.
0: It's, it's not a strategy. And I agree with that, but that's kind of somewhat what the Reds are doing because they haven't gotten that one starter yet. But yeah. if the hope works out, like, I mean, you had these guys here for a reason. They, they you, you, This is you, this year, next year, you got to figure out if they're going to be the four guys in rotation for your future or not. If that works out this year, th- this could be a really good year for Cincinnati Reds, but that's a big hope. I mean, wh- where are you guys at on, on the developing of the four starters, the Ashcraft and <laughs> Bill Abbott?
1: I feel good about it honestly. Um because it really it's the biggest thing is the, the biggest thing that's gotten in the way of those guys is the fact that they haven't been able to take the ball every 5 days. Right. So if you get a situation where they can take the ball every 5 days, they're going to learn what they've done like they're going to learn from the mistakes they made and the things they've thrived on, they're going to continue to improve. So if they're on the mound And then everything changes, and you know they're not going to have another 2012 season where every starter makes their start. That's just impossible.
0: How many? I don't know in history how many times that actually happened. That's the first time I ever remember for Reds. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know if the like Smoltz, Maddox, Glavin, Eric Graves did that. Like that was unbelievable.
2: Yeah, uh, nobody, nobody having to miss a start with a blister or even, you know, something something that keeps him out for one to start.
0: Falling yeah. down the stairs or getting sick or whatever. They Nobody missed a start that year. I was like, I never, ever remember seeing Break that. Break your
2: day. wrist washing your truck.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, wait a <laughs> minute. He was motorist or uh, was it dirt bike racing? Is that what Jeff Kent was doing?
1: Who was the Angels pitcher that got injured playing Guitar Hero?
2: Oh, uh, Joel Vumaya when, uh, when he was yeah. in Detroit.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Mike, Mike Matheny uh, cut his hand trying to open up a DVD or a, a CD or something like that <laughs> using the knife.
0: Well, hell. Trevor Trevor Bauer he well, he's with the, the the Indians he, he must
1: cut, not be named
2: the
0: drone yes. yeah, with the drone. Yeah, he cut his finger with thumb with the drone and he was bleeding all over the the, the baseball.
2: Well, uh, Wade Bauer. Wade Boggs threw his back out sneezing, which says someone who sneezes very violently. My wife will attest and. Has no idea why the hell that's a thing, why men have to viol- sneeze so loud. Um, threw his back out and had to go on the DL because he sneezed. Yeah, he threw uh sneezing, so. Uh,
0: I've thrown my back out picking up a basket of laundry before, so. Yeah. yeah. that yeah. happens, happens when you get old. But, yeah, that's uh, – get back to the pitching stuff. That's the the hope that gets me the most excited about this. Like you just said with, with the Atlanta Braves and Smoltz Glav and Avery, uh, those guys, I've – Not comparing these guys to that, but that's where I think these guys' talent level can be. I don't know if they're going to get there or not. That's what has gotten me excited last year about finding out what these guys can do. And that gets me excited about this year, if they could potentially even come close to that. We got a a, a good, good run on us.
2: So let me ask you guys this. So Fangraphs, uh, they you know constantly update their projections and everything. And I think this is off of Steamer. The Reds are projected starting rotation is supposed to ha- be the fifth most productive. Um, they also had the Reds projected as the 25th best team, which means that they have zero faith. And projection systems are notoriously um, cynical and notoriously uh, conservative when it comes to young players, which, fine, whatever. Um, I, they haven't released their... Uh, their actual projections for the Reds uh, individual team players, but how bad are they expecting? They often like, again, like it's, it's very conservative when it comes to young players for projection systems because of the lack of track record. I I don't get it. They're projected to be fourth in the division ahead of only Pittsburgh. Um, it, it's weird. Both of them. Cause I, I think the Reds are the Reds pitching staff. is not the fifth best in baseball. I think if somebody steps forward and they have the depth to withstand an injury or performance, but, I don't know. Where, where do you guys where do you guys think that this team is in terms of pitching and in terms of this team overall?
1: Guys, I don't know. Honestly, I think that there's you know the thing about this team where they're at is you can see how great it can be and you can see how bad it could be, right? Because it is such a group of young guys. Um, chances are, not all five, six batters that we've talked about. Are gonna flourish, right? Like that's impossible. Just about if it happens, then yeah, print, a, print, a, print the World Series tickets, or I guess the QR codes these days. <laughs> right, <laughs> um, exactly. But I think that I feel comfortable where they are. I do wish that they had one out and gotten a Shane Bieber or a you know any of those guys, um, those top tier number one guys. But, you know, how can you compete with the Dodgers and what they're putting out for guys right yeah. now? You can't. <laughs> and so, but hitting-wise, McLean seems like all this, all the promise in the world. Spencer Steer as a hitter feels very promising. Strand, I'm still trying to figure out what he's going to be. Yes, you see him, you're like, 45 home run guy. Yeah. What's the likelihood that's for sure going to happen?
2: Or is he going to be Chris Davis to where there are 45 right. empty home runs? Or is it going to be... uh Pete Alonso, who's you know productive and putting up that many home runs.
1: Exactly. And I'm I'm just as high as you are, Joe and Noel Vimarte. I think yeah. he I, you know, I also, Jeff, agree he's gonna get my money for rookie of the year. But it's after that, you know, what's Jonathan India's role for this team and why is he still on the big league roster? Joe
0: moment? loves Jonathan India, by the way. I like. do too.
1: he's <laughs> being
2: facetious, but I
1: I don't dislike him. It, it's it's more just it's a matter of fit. What purpose and, does he serve on the current? Right. Well, one? I, exactly. I, I don't
0: disagree with you on that. I, I, I yeah. don't know, to be honest. I mean, I, I don't disagree with him. I don't want to see him in the outfield first. See, to me, he plays first base or some second. But that brings me to my other point that that I think is going to be interesting: how they figure this out. Who plays? And I'll put a right field. And I've said this multiple times on here. It's not going to happen. I say move Ellie out there at center field. You can move people around that way. That's not going to happen.
1: That's hard to do, man. Yeah,
0: Yeah, But but what I've heard is CES or India. I almost would rather have CES out there and see what the hell he can do. But from somebody um, that was down in Louisville and saw them play, I think I've heard you say this before on on other shows, he wasn't very good out there.
1: I've heard that from people is what I said Uh in that conversation. So... I, asked, I talked to some people down See, I've
0: there. i have seen her talking that in my head and going, oh, yeah, actually, Tim said that. <laughs> so yeah. Like, Go
1: ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So I've talked to some people down there. They said, like, and I asked about, you know, they've played him here. They played him here. They played him here. And they're like, yeah, everywhere he's played defensively, it's been pretty questionable. So I felt like first base was probably the safest bet for him. Um, so you mentioned right field. I mean, right now it looks like it's Will Benson every day. And I love Will Benson, huge Will Benson guy. But. We know he had two hits last. Is it going to be every day? I don't. Right now, that's what it looks like. If that's the if that's the game plan going into April, right? We got props. Um, you know, what's Jose Barrera going to be on this big league roster? Because he's out of options. If anything, I agree. Absolutely nothing. Just (laughs) he'll he'll
2: be he'll be he'll be out like he'll be uh, released somewhere in the middle of uh, spring.
1: Just luscious lettuce. Just luscious (laughs) lettuce running running out there on the on the diamond every day. Um, I don't feel like you can put stock in him. I don't think Teoscar Hernandez is going to be coming to Cincinnati anytime soon. Unfortunately, as much as I really wanted it, but I do. That's a great question because, you know, what's Jake Freely's role? Mm-hmm. Because left-handed Every outfielders,
0: grade, one, one of them was, was right-handed. That would be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that'd be that'd be a perfect David Bell platoon.
2: So I, I've got, I've got a. I don't want to say hot take because I, I I hate that shit. But um, I'm going to say either Blake Dunn. Or Reese Hines at some point in before oh, give me May. All
1: the Blake done.
2: What's that? Give me
1: all the Blake done. I'm in. Yeah.
2: Um, the only thing, like he's he, you know, he played half the season at Double A, but you know, I still uh, still not taking a taking a batter Triple A. Um, one of those two guys will be up to play right field as a right-handed hitter. Um, Jake Fraley or Will Benson, probably Fraley, is probably going to be. I don't.
1: Your left-handed DH guy, yeah.
2: Or, you know, or jettisoned. I mean, they have... Well,
1: I think they got
0: it. Don't they still... I still think they... I know Cross said they're they're pretty much done. I Me and Joe were talking about this yesterday. I, I don't totally believe that. I mean, you have too many players. Nor should you. Yeah, Nor and you, should you. And, it, and like yeah. Joe said, and, and I agree, it doesn't fit the parts. You can make it fit, but it doesn't fit right. And you have assets to go get somebody else. Yeah. And make it fit. That's
2: not it my... And I, 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 I think he's saying that to temper expectations uh, by the pan for the fan base and also try to buy himself leverage I mean they 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 lost all leverage they had trying to deal India they knew that you know he's coming off a bad injury two straight injury plague seasons and he's the odd man out because he's just not good enough or versatile enough or good enough defender so I, I think he's trying to recoup some leverage in any sort of negotiations to trade.
0: exactly. Well, this has been. We're really getting into the Reds conversation. I want to keep this going, but I can't. <laughs> I gotta get the heck out of here. I gotta go to take my beautiful wife to our 27th anniversary dinner. Happy anniversary, hey, brother! Happy anniversary, thank, buddy! Thank you very much. So, Tim, plug some stuff before I let you go. Terry, you about your your show that you already talked about the Reds stuff that we already talked about. You listen to it again.
1: All right, yeah. Please check us out on the riverfront. Joe's on there as well, doing our holding our Bengals uh, content down. I am the host on our Sunday night live show of late night Reds. I, uh,
0: I, mean, I I want to get on that show still. I said. Yeah, I, I uh, thought
1: about that today. I was like, I need to shoot you a text to make that happen. <laughs> um, check me out on Riverfront U, where we're doing. I'm doing our Xavier coverage and uh, NBA Friday, just our fun show where nerds like me, who just love talking to professional basketball, need to have somewhere to go. Uh, so yeah, I all my stuffs over at the Riverfront, basically, except for my Bulls coverage. But you don't want to see that; they're terrible.
2: Can you do an ABA Friday so we can talk about the Kentucky Colonels or the Virginia mean, Squires? I would. I would love that. Would love that. Or, or uh, shit, what's uh, the Will Ferrell movie with the Flint Tropics? Oh, it,
1: yeah, God, what the hell is that called? Semi-Pro. Yeah,
0: Semi-Pro. I, I've
2: I actually that. never seen that oh, all the way through. Oh, dude, but that's
0: an underrated movie. If you're a Will Ferrell I, fan, that's
2: I'm an underrated I'm not a Will movie. Ferrell fan. I, I, oh. I like Will Ferrell better than I like Will Ferrell movies. We'll put it that way.
0: I, it's funny. I like Will Ferrell movies better than I liked him on Saturday Night Live.
2: I, I, I hated that. I was in high school, and, and, I thought, and I never watched Saturday Night Live at that point, and I thought it was just awful – stuff now he was in an awesome show on apple um yeah with, all uh, right. yeah and, and i can't remember what it is the Shrink next door and that was a fantastic show it was serious it was uh it, it was kind of funny but it was uh by and large a serious role both of them and, and he was great in it so uh, he has acting chops it's just he p- likes to play silly roles like jim carrey did for too long and adam sandler has never stopped doing
1: yeah but his bank account is really
0: rewarded from it oh, of course yeah, exactly exactly all right joe you got you want to plug anything i mean tim i plugged it for you want to plug anything else before i let you go
2: Tim did the heavy lifting.
0: All right, get the hell you, out of
2: here. You, you guys, you guys should be watching the uh, should be watching my show. I'm lagging way far behind the red shows, so uh, just 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 click play, and you don't even have to watch me. Just click play, <laughs> click the like button, put in the background. <laughs> I do it myself just to add another view to uh, t- uh to my things, just so they don't kick me off the uh kick me off the channel.
0: Oh shoot, you guys are getting close to a thousand subs. Uh, is telling me you guys are not uh, too far off, man. But we're, we're almost big boys. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, but you guys are killing like – sh- your red shows are killing you. you. guys get way more views than I am. That's awesome.
1: Thanks, buddy. We it. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. All right. So,
0: anyway, thanks for
2: coming he- on. But it's because it's Nate's a handsome man.
1: He, he is a very handsome
0: man,
2: even though yeah. I tried to call him Tim
0: earlier. He probably yeah. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, appreciate you guys. I'll, we'll have to do this again.
1: Yeah, anytime. All right,
0: guys. See you. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Go check out the boys on the riverfront. They do a great job. They got multiple shows. Uh, like I said, Bagel Show, uh, Late Night Reds, he's got the U, uh, if you want to talk NBA basketball, which like I said, back in the day, I was a huge NBA basketball fan. I'm trying to get back into it a little bit, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Anyway, check me out. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the show. Like I said, I am live streaming. This is the first time we actually live stream straight to ZTV online, ZT, ZT Cincinnati, and we will be giving away a Bearcat basketball package here, hopefully, we'll get that put together, and I'll starting to uh, sh- uh, shoot some uh, Twitter stuff, some Facebook stuff about it uh, next week. Uh, what you're going to have to do is you have to go to ZTV Online, register there, subscribe to my channel. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, and it's got, I know it's got, it's got Bearcats tickets in. It. I think it's got maybe a hat, maybe a shirt or something like that. So, uh, and I think it's for the TCU game. So make sure you guys, uh, go check that out. Uh, YouTubers, you guys are awesome. I'm at 2,459. Uh, if you're watching Facebook, please hit those thumbs up, subscribe, share this video out, try to get as many people to watch it and subscribe to my channel as you can rumble again. I've been on, I think the fourth or fifth show I've done a rumble. So hit those thumbs up. You guys can comment from rumble. I haven't seen anybody comment from rumble yet. So, uh, and Twitter X, you know, you guys are also always awesome there. Make sure you, uh, like, subscribe, share. You follow me on uh, all these social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh threads, TikTok, uh, also under Sports Strawberry Ice. I'll be pulling the podcast off later, sound off later until I put it on the podcast. It'll be on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google. sit you play pretty much wherever you get your podcast, please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a five-star review in the comments. Some more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. I did put up yesterday's show on the podcast. I did it late because, like I said, with the – Christmas and New Year's, I've kind of hit or miss during, and I get the new studio, get things set up. So I was kind of hit or miss here the last two weeks, but I will be back uh, every day at 530. So make sure you are subscribed. And like I said, if you're subscribed, if I go earlier or I do an emergency podcast or something like that, the subscription button on YouTube will tell you that I'm going live. So make sure you guys check that out. All right, you guys have a wonderful weekend and I will see you on Monday. And that's just sports, baby.
1: See ya!